0: And now, on with the show. Hello, and welcome to the Finder Flow Radio Show podcast. I am your host, Winston Wittis, and I'm here today with a very special guest. Today's guest is a colleague and friend here where I work, and she is totally awesome. She is our social media guru, master, champion of all things social media. And so uh, I'm very pleased to introduce you to you today, Miss Alex Cameron. I appreciate the ego boost, awesome to be able to to you today. Well, thank you so much for being here. I know you're very busy with social media and life and things, and uh, being a world traveler and all. That you know, just have you in our glorious city here, and take some time out of your schedule to uh, sit here and talk is is quite fantastic. So thank you.
1: Absolutely. I love talking.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're pretty good at it. I, I, you get paid to do that, actually. <laughs> so that's awesome. So what else is on your agenda for life and, and awesomeness?
1: That's a really good question. Um, just thinking back on this year, this year has been kind of a year of unexpected blessings and experiences for me. You mentioned that, you know, I traveled the world and now I can say I have. You know, it's been awesome to be able to experience these things and then joining this company. So it's been a lot of changes, but definitely good changes that I'm looking forward to continuing to experience.
0: That's awesome. That is awesome. So you have done social media for a good while so one of the things that we like to talk about here or i like to talk about here on the show is um social flow is what i call it hashtag social flow so social flow has different elements to it one of which is like coincidences between people so for instance if i had a chance meeting with someone or like I thought about someone and then they call me or send me an email or a text and it's like, oh, wow, I was just thinking about you. That would be like what I would call social flow because it's between two or more people. And um, and then other things are like sharing things within your social circles or just kind of being on the pa- same page with things. And so I know you spend a lot of time with social media. You spend a lot of time teaching students and um, speaking about social media and what's going on. How did you get into social media? Why do you like it so much? And what led you to want to pursue a career in it?
1: A lot of questions there. I'm good um, at questions. Yeah, uh-huh. And I'm I'm pretty good at answers. I don't know how far we want to go back in my story. We could start in 1988, but I don't know if that's that's tell that's kind of revealing my age at this point. But um, social media. So I need to go back a couple years because my path in life has been the very opposite of linear. It wasn't one of those things where I knew exactly what I wanted to be when I grew up and then went to school and did what I wanted to be and then eventually did that. It was very much the opposite. It was more of kind of like a a road up a mountain, very curvy. Um, My degrees in biology, I was um, a huge science and math geek back in the day. And then I realized I had a a little bit of a change of heart when I realized I didn't want to become a doctor and I didn't want to work in a lab, so I only had so many options at that point with my degree, and I eventually um, found out that I had a thing for event planning. I've always been a natural planner. It's in my DNA, essentially. And so I decided to pursue event planning after college. And as an event planner, you do a lot of marketing in that role naturally. Um, It's a very customer service oriented job, but it's also um, a lot of marketing that event before, during, and after. And it was in one of my roles as an event planner where I started to learn about social media and marketing. And I just couldn't get enough of it. I was learning something new Every single day, absolutely loved it and I loved I loved more teaching people about it. So I was always finding ways to teach my boss about it and my coworkers and my husband. And it just got me so excited. I could tell that I was really starting to find my path and where I wanted to end up in my career. And so I eventually transitioned from events into marketing. And, you know, fast forward a couple years, I now have my own business in marketing consulting. and, And it's a very fulfilling purpose for me in my career right now.
0: That is awesome, very awesome. So um, you said something interesting. You said a few interesting things, but a few particular things I wanted to point out was um, you had mentioned you you didn't know exactly what you were going to do. You were looking at these kind of like biology, you know, sciences kind of field, and then you went down a different path, which is event planning, which is kind of not – seemingly not connected at all to biology or sciences and you're out and about and you're planning things and you're doing marketing and you're teaching marketing to people who will listen and um before this interview started when we were doing the pre-interview talk and i and you're like well what are we going to talk about it's like i don't really know yet we'll just talk about it and you're like well don't you have questions i'm like i have a question and that's it and that's as far as i plan and you gave me a hard time. I'll just put that. No, just kidding. <laughs> <But> <laughs> me
1: give you a hard time? Never. You give never. me a hard time? No.
0: And, but then I said, okay, so, you and you know, I, I was prepping Alex. I was like, okay, so you got to think of your a big flow moment. And she's like, well, what's that? And I was like kind of explaining. It's like, oh, coincidence or, you know, some happening that kind of surprises you. And she's like, I don't have those because I plan things out and everything is like because I planned it. And so I was like, okay, that sounds cool. So we'll go with that. And now I'm hearing, and so she has a really good story around it, which we'll get to. And um, we gotta, we gotta build up to it. it actually, we can do it now because, because we don't know where it's gonna go. And but I think it's gonna be, it's, it's gonna be fun. So Alex, sometime in your life, you must have had some kind of flow experience that you can recall. You're not even sure necessarily what that means, but you, you have an inkling. And it wasn't it wasn't what you expected. So, share your story with us, please.
1: I might have an inkling, might being the key word. I'm still understanding this flow, and I'm a thinker. But uh, the first thing that came to mind with with you know this situation in particular was that it. I went against my gut, which in a lot of times for me is basing off of past experiences. Um, so whenever I make a huge decision in life, I always think back to the past and any ties to the past that could influence that decision for me um, really helps navigate that decision making process for me. Um, and then going into this uh, question, that's what came to mind for me. Um, was what happened this earlier this year for me when I was a first first approach to do um, this uh, consulting position, and initially uh, there were a lot of red flags that came up about this job, and um, I ended up turning the position down. This was back in February or March. Um, And at the time, I was listening more to my gut and my past experiences, which which kind of clouded my judgment, so to speak. And then, you know, fast forward a couple months later, I get a call from the company again. um, And they approach me again about the position because a couple things have changed within the company. And at that point, I was like, listen, like, if this is coming up again in my life, there has to be a reason, so, you know, I'll listen more, I'll observe more, and and see if maybe I come up with a different decision, which I obviously ended up doing, because now I am working for this company, and this is how I met this lovely fellow over here that I'm talking to today. Uh,
0: (laughs) So, that's a great story, and for a number of reasons, but uh, what I extra thought was cool was because... because you started off beforehand telling me how you know you're a planner you don't really think of like luck so much that's not really like part of your vocabulary or coincidence right and you're type A so you've got checklists and stuff and you and for those of you who don't see us work together because you don't because I know the two other people three other people who do work here and <laughs> they're probably not on this on this podcast right now but Alex, you know, whenever there's things that like need to be done around the office that are like time-related, she knows there's a good chance I will not remember, and so she's very kind and and does things that help me to make sure I do these things on time. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so that's very helpful for someone like me. So, what is interesting about her little story is she said, you know, okay, so she had her past experiences, her gut um, feelings, and things that she was making these judgments on these you know decisions on that then at some point changed because you know the situation changed or it came back and then you said you know this came back in my life there must be a reason or like you reconsidered it right so what are there other instances in your life where You took that as, like, it sounds to me, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you kind of almost took it as a sign of, like, a chance to, or, like, a reason to reinvestigate or reopen your thoughts around that situation. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's, you're right on point with that.
0: So are there other things in your life, in things maybe like that, where it's been like, okay, I had this decision, I had this plan, you know, and so, and I, and as you said, you know, you've been here now for a few months, and it's been a good, good work experience, right? And you've met cool people, really cool people here that are like super freaking cool that you get to hang out with all day.
1: I, I, I wonder where you're going. Yeah. With that. I wonder if you're talking about someone in particular. Yeah,
0: no one. No, I just think that we should point that out for people at home. So there's cool people, and you like your job. And so in the grand picture, even though maybe your, your plan of what you thought or how it would look was maybe not the way you initially thought it would be and it wasn't the path that you had necessarily planned for it to be, in the end, it came about and it was like a surprise that was a good one. Yeah. Cool. Okay. That's awesome. So a big part of this flow idea is that kind of idea of like we have ideas of how we want things to work or look or be, and we may plan for them. We can plan and bullet point and checklist and this and that. And then even despite our biggest planning, our bestest planning, sometimes it doesn't work out the way we think it will. Is that fair?
1: I feel like you're leading
0: me somewhere.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Where are you taking me
0: with this? So... So with something like that, um, can you think of any, are, are there any other type experience now that you have a sense of that? So this is kind of like one element, I would say, of flow is like not getting too attached to the plans we make mm-hmm. because we can only plan so much and we can only prepare so much. And despite our best intentions, sometimes S still hits the fan and then it's like we got to figure it out a new way. But then if we just go with it and realize, you know what, like I did the best I could, it's going to work out and then it does. So are there, could you, so with that kind of context now, do you feel that you have a better sense of what flow might be?
1: I think I do. I think. For me, the more you talked about it, the more I started to think about my personal life, so outside of my professional life where I've experienced this. And I think that's part of life itself that you can't control every single aspect and that there's always going to be some sort of outside influence that gets in the way of life. You know, they say, you know, you make plans and God uh, God laughs at them. And I thought, you know, when you started talking about flow, the word spirituality came into my head, and I don't know if that's a particular connection point, but um, for me, when because I am such a planner, a lot of times I'm a lot, I'm in my head, and I'm thinking things, and so I've tried to be more intentional about listening to what people say. Like for me, in my relationship with, you know. God and my spirituality, the best way I see that is through people talking to me, my my people that I trust. And sometimes they'll say things to me and I'm like, wow, I needed to hear that at that moment. And that's not something that obviously I could have planned that just came into my life. Um, so I can think just of a number of experiences this year where, like I said, I've had to open my ears and change the way that I think about life and how life happens and taking that into consideration and then when i hear things from like my friends i'm like wow like that what they said i needed to hear at that moment and you know that's something that wasn't planned by me obviously but i i took that into consideration now or i listened to it better
0: yes that's exactly exactly did i pass the test with yay colors see I couldn't even articulate what I was trying to say or where I was going because I didn't really know. I just know. I And we talked about this. I don't remember because I had to re- delete the last recording because I kind of messed up the first little pass at this. So I don't remember if it was actually this recording or the last one. But um, I don't even remember where I was going with that. But the point, yeah, you nailed it. That was exactly it. Like I couldn't have said it better myself. Is that, that kind of like you aren't telling people to tell you those things because you don't even know that it needs to be said but somehow through your social network this is like again what i would call like some social flow because the message that you need to hear to help you advance to the next level of your being was brought to you by by someone like someone close to you you know who you respect you're open to their opinions and you hear it and it's like oh wow that's amazing
1: that's cool. Yes. That's cool. Yay. 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 We need a hand clap because I passed. That
0: was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. So that's exactly what I was hoping that wasn't. I mean, I didn't know what I wanted to hear you say or what I was trying to say. That's oh, so you asked me about the questions. You know, do I have questions? And it's like, not really. I just kind of like go with it and try to ask questions to get to a certain feeling or a certain place. You know, like I want certain things to be said. I don't know what those things are. But if I ask enough questions, sometimes we get like and get to it. And mm-hmm. that's like what I, that's, that was awesome. So Yes. Yes. That's oh, coincidence, <laughs> coincidence, not coincidence. Yes, coincidence, because um, it's like a coincidence of two, of the right message at the right place and from the right source, mm-hmm. right? And we all have that kind of ability. It's a matter of when are we listening? Are we open to that message, right? Or do we shut it out? Like, you know, because there's probably stuff that could help us at points where we're not open to hearing it, or it doesn't come from a source that we trust enough or open enough to hear and like appreciate, or sometimes the timing's off, you know, we're just not ready to hear it yet. We need to keep learning that lesson or beating our head against the wall until we're like, okay, yes, I'll just do it. Oh, it's great. It's not how I thought, you know, it's amazing, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So, very cool. Very cool, Alex. Thank you for being so awesome with that yay so um, so that was your flow that was a great flow experience right there so Alex does social media for our company. She's also a speaker on social media and you talked a little bit about why or how you got into it and uh, what what do you feel like is? You know, there's, there's real life networking and hanging out and talking and doing things. And then there's like the online version of that. There's the social media hanging on Facebook and commenting and sharing stuff. What is there a pro or con to doing one over the other? Or is it, you know, is that are the experiences that we have on social media as real or as valuable as the ones we have in real life?
1: That's a really good question. Um, Fundamentally, I think that nothing can replace the interaction of two people in a room together. There are so many senses that you can be aware of in that situation versus in a virtual space. Now, that's not to discredit virtual networking because, from a business perspective, Um, myself as well as many of my clients who I have taught over the years have seen a lot of benefit from networking online however it can't replace the traditional form of networking making that connection I think it can be I think it can get started through the online space but ultimately to sustain that relationship there has to be some sort of real-life interaction there, and maybe real-life is the wrong word because if I go on Facebook right now and I meet um, a potential client and I'm talking to them, that's that's also real-life. It, it's mm-hmm. happening, um, but I think there's something very important about um, – humans and the way that we're made that we need that sort of in-person interaction we need to feel people's senses and emotions and feel their energy and um, that whole experience is something that you unfortunately can't get off the internet right now Um, so to answer your your original question I think it's a combination of both that um, one can't replace the other I think they're both kind of uh, serve their own purposes in regards to forming relationships
0: mm-hmm cool yeah that's that's good it's good stuff I like it so what is the biggest or bestest or can you give us any cool examples of things in your life that were a result of social media or just shifted the way you do things or think or interact with people that was like you know this is why I love social media this is why I do this
1: i mean i have a job because of social media <laughs> <It's true>. <laughs> <laughs> you know if you yes. rewind to 10 to 12 years ago this job that i'm in right now really wouldn't have existed from a, a business perspective people were using social media but they were in the beginning you know we didn't understand the 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 real potential of businesses taking advantage of this. So I um, I'm very grateful that <laughs> this industry exists now. And one of the other kind of components I love about social media is, like I said, it's it's a very evolving industry. And because I'm always a student at heart and I love learning, this fuels my passion. I get to learn something every day that I can then be able to teach my students. It's this constant flow of like learning and then giving and, you know, receiving and giving. See how I use the flow word yeah. in there? <laughs> you know, and, and I love I love that energy. I love being able not only to be able to learn all this and get kind of my own aha moments, but then to be able to um, create that experience for my community and be able to give them aha moments is very satisfying to me. I love being able to see those kind of uh, uh, bulbs, you know, kind of turn on in their heads, you know, when you get to see, when you're doing a live training, you get to see those aha moments, and that to me is, is very satisfying as a, a consultant and a, a teacher.
0: Yeah, that's so cool, that's awesome, yeah. And um, yeah, I, I don't remember if I mentioned this or not, but Alex does speak in front of, you know, groups of people, large groups of people, training them and teaching them how to use social media in their business, and she has dozens, if not hundreds, of students who she is consulting on a regular basis where she's teaching them how to implement social media in their business. And you you talked about yeah, the flow of like information, you know, the flow of you sharing these tactics, these strategies, these ideas with people, them implementing them, asking questions that then like flow back to you. And it's like it's exciting when people that aha moment happens in the light bulb, and it's like, oh my gosh. You have now transferred this super valuable knowledge to people that can literally change their lives, you know, for ge- even generations, like their kids' lives or kids' kids' lives, because now they're doing stuff that's leveraged or they're meeting people more, qu- you know, they have more opportunities to meet the right person because now with the power of social media, they can reach more people, get their message out there faster. So that's great share. Thank you.
1: You're awesome. very welcome. I like to think that I'm a, a life changer. Yeah. <laughs> I change lives. Sure, I'll go with it. <laughs> totally.
0: <laughs> so if you could change lives in 2017, what what ways would you do it? What would you want to change?
1: Ooh, That's a good one. Uh, the first word that came to my, mind for me was freedom, giving people – um, a freedom from their anxieties. Um, you know, we all have fears that in some ways drive us, but in other ways can paralyze us. And I see that a lot of times with first-time clients. They come in, um, I can really feel and sense their anxiety, their fear, and I've been in their very same shoes before. I, I, I can be very empathetic because I understand the challenges of my clients. I have the very same challenges. Um, so, you know, to be able to change their lives for me is be able to take out that paralysis. Um, and part of that is diving into what's causing that fear. And it kind of sounds like, I almost sound like a therapist, but in some ways, as a coach and as a consultant, we run into this every day where a lot of times there's um, emotions into this, you know, that are just mixed into um, consulting people because we're, we're talking about human beings. And um, like anything, you know, humans can complicate everything and, and internet marketing included. So my my approach is to keep it as simple as possible and for a small business owner, um, you know, that can be very refreshing Um, and, you know, it's also, for them, it's battling some stereotypes about what social media is and what it is not. So, for me to be able to give that awareness, I think, that's kind of the catalyst towards change. You have to be aware of something first before you can understand how to change it. Um, that's gonna be my focus for 2017 is just continuing to change the lives of my clients by giving them a sense of freedom from that anxiety, um, from that fear paralysis, and keeping them moving forward in their businesses so that whatever goal they're trying to achieve ultimately, whether it's you know financial freedom, whether it's securing a future for their children, that I somehow help to, to contribute to that for them. That's very satisfying.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's good stuff. I like it. Great answer. Yeah, so 2017... You got it. You got a lockdown. You're ready for it.
1: I'm so ready. I'm. It's already 2017 in my head because <laughs> I'm a marketer and I'm a business owner. So you know, you start thinking about 2017, and you know, sometimes the summer, as early as the summer of 2016. Um, so 2017 has been in my mind for a really long time, and I'm I'm ready. I'm beyond ready for it.
0: Sweet. Well, that is good stuff. So, so as we uh, bring this this interview to an end so what kind of things if you could um now that you have a sense like i feel like you you you're you're so in the seeing of uh, opportunity and flow with uh, the things that you do and how how it might work what it could look like what how you might experience it for yourself already and, and things that you've experienced how what kind of things would you want to um going forward just in your personal life you know so we've talked a lot about business and work because we're at work right now and you know we both love marketing so it's like what we talk about anyway but uh, on a more of like a personal note what kind of things are you hoping to do this year that would really make you feel fulfilled like hey 2017 kicked butt I'm so glad I did blank
1: another good question that's another very complicated question um so uh, let's see. I think that I'm gonna try to. I, I want to make it a priority. I'm already working towards this, but it's one of those things where, um, with changing behaviors, that it can be. Uh, it can seem simple, but it's not always easy to actually carry out. There's a difference between something that's simple versus being easy to actually do it. Um, And I think this is something that I hinted at earlier that I want to be more intentional about getting out of my brain. Um, I call myself an extroverted introvert. um, And because of that dynamic, I do spend a lot of time in my brain because I like to process things before I talk about them. And I think I need to do in some ways the exact opposite and be able to reach out to more people in my life who I trust. And. You know, kind of reveal what's going on in my brain because that can create um, a lot of challenges. Uh, you know, I'm married, so communication is so important in a marriage, and I that's something that I definitely need to work on in my marriage is being able to open up more and not just keep it all in the brain. So I think if I were to have this conversation again in 2017 and I realized I was doing that more, that would be like, that would be kicking ass for me because I, I, that's something that I can apply not only to my marriage, but really my whole life, you know, and it's healthy habits that you can teach your kids and and those around you. So I think that would be really awesome if I could pull that off this year (laughs) And, and for the rest of my life, not just, not just next year.
0: Right. That's a good one. That's, that's really good. And it reminds me of, uh, A challenge I'm preparing for this year for for myself and then for the find your flow community I'm gonna be doing it and actually because Alex has inspired me to do more Facebook live stuff because she's all about the Facebook live she's doing this Facebook live thing in our internet marketing group for our students and so uh, one thing that I am making a goal to do a challenge I'm gonna be doing live every day on the find your flow page five minutes of flow every day and that could be could be any kind of activity that gets me into a flow state and anybody who wants to go do the challenge. So um, it doesn't have to be the same activity. You can have your own flow activities. It could be the same activity that you do every day. It could be a different activity that you do every day. But what you said that made me think of it was you were talking about being in your head versus like talking. And I do that too, you know, I'm in my head a lot and I don't really say like nearly 90% of the things I'm thinking, right? For many reasons, <laughs> um, but with that being said, uh, there is so for me to, to be a, one thing that helps me sometimes quiet the monkey mind, the chattering, you know, incessant noise that goes on sometimes. You know, I have different things like jujitsu for me. Get, I can't be thinking of something while I'm doing jujitsu because somebody will choke me choke me out, mm-hmm. right? Um, or doing like magic or doing uh, these things that require intense focus to the point to where the mind disappears and all that exists is the doing of the thing, right? There's a very famous quote, uh, before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. After enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. Well, what's the difference? Nothing. It's just the fact that once you've reached an enlightened state of the doing, the doing is the thing. that That is all there is. And when you can apply that to a wider part of your life then that part that shuts us off from the connection you know the mind that we that keeps us from talking or communicating as effectively as maybe we could can can kind of quiet down or step aside right and we can maybe connect better so so i will offer that as just something i'll throw out there alex if uh If you feel so inclined to do any kind of your own flow challenge where, um, you know, it could be knitting if you're into knitting. I don't see you as a knitter. (laughs) No, not
1: a knitter. But what I thought of, (laughs) what I thought of for me, that's cooking. Cooking has disciplined me to be mindful because Mm. you can't focus on other things when you're cooking otherwise you never know what's going to come out of that oven and yes. if you want something that's actually going to taste decent you have to be in the moment with cooking um so I, I used to hate cooking i didn't even really know how to do it um and i'm not saying i'm martha stewart but i have cooked some amazing dishes now and um part of why i do it it's, it's therapeutic for me because it forces me to be mindful otherwise um it probably wouldn't be as enjoyable for me so i will I love cooking. I'll probably do more, but I probably should do more. Are you going to go live every single day for the whole year?
0: That's my goal. I don't like to be on camera. That's not really, like, appealing to me. Mm-hmm. So it may – so, you know, I may get creative with it, but I do want – but it is – a big part of it is the accountability mm-hmm. of me saying I'm doing it, which I'm saying right now, and then other people knowing that they can give me crap if I don't do it. Like me. <laughs> like you in particular, because you like to do that, it <laughs> seems. Um and then, uh, and yeah, so Facebook Live is such a powerful social media tool, mm-hmm. you know, being marketers, the both of us are always trying to practice what we, we preach to some degree, you know, at least uh, test it. And so to test it in this format, I feel is like a very powerful opportunity because it's still relatively new and it's only going to get bigger and more popular and it will force me to not... It's like for, it's a practice, you know, anything worth doing, it's worth doing long term for me. Like that's something I kind of try to think like I try to do fewer things nowadays, but like do them forever. Like music, I can do forever. Jiu-jitsu, I can do forever, Mm -hmm. you know, but I can go very deep in those things. I can always learn new scales or new patterns or new moves or new techniques. So I can keep practicing those things for depth for years and years. And it's just a matter of committing to doing the time to doing it right so mm-hmm. one last example we're going a little long today but so like last you know alex and i go and grab mexican food like once a week if impossible which is really fun i enjoy <laughs> it because i look for anybody who will eat mexican food with me and she likes mexican food and so it's a good thing to get out of the office sometimes and pick up some mexican food so anyway this monday you were not here or it's tuesday
1: did you go without me i did i went with
0: amari i know we missed you Ugh. i ate a burrito for you and then oh, I hated cheated my on life. Me. I know. Ah. I know. I'm sorry. I didn't want to bring this up on. on you air. shouldn't.
1: That's such a confession to That's make confession. for the whole entire world. I know. Let it be known. Let it be
0: known. But oh. you, know what, you, you know what, world, we also heard on this episode that Alex is going to be cooking for us here at the office every day because oh, she okay. likes to cook. I'm pretty sure that's what she said.
1: That's what we heard, okay. That's what, that's what I heard. I don't know if that's what I communicated, but that's what you heard, so I yes. need to do better, obviously, on my communication skills,
0: which I talked that. about yeah. earlier, so that's, this is It might be something worth considering practicing for. Okay,
1: good to know. Work in progress over here. Yeah.
0: So, so Alex is cooking lunch now here at the office every day. Okay. So, that's exciting. I'm the
1: office housewife. Okay. Good to know. Yes. (laughs) 2017, here we come. 2017.
0: This is your mindfulness practice. So, um, now that we've got that established, I think this was a successful episode. So, thank you for, for being on the show today, Alex. Anything you'd like to uh, to sign off with today?
1: Oh, I'm just, I'm glad I survived this conversation. I'm such a planner, so I had so much anxiety <laughs> leading up to this conversation. <laughs> I, I didn't know if I was gonna make it through in one piece, and so I'm glad to know that I can survive having a conversation like this over the internet. It's really good for me to know that, and yeah. for my health. Good. I'm very happy.
0: Good, you've grown today, I can tell. I have.
1: I've grown in my flow.
0: You've grown in your flow. Your flow has grown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she actually was like a little I think nervous or like, what the heck are we gonna talk about, Winston? And it's like, I really don't know. Like I would love to like tell you, but I don't know. And it was it was a big step for her. You took a leap. I I, I appreciate you having the trust and faith in me to join to come on the show even though you really didn't know what we were gonna talk about.
1: I yes, I, I went along for the ride.
0: And you did you did fantastically. We hit on a big A big, awesome flowness, social flow concept of being mindfulness. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Let's, Let's stop overhead. All right. Thank you, Alex Cameron, for being on the show. We've got exciting news for her as well, launching later this year. I'll keep you posted on that. And until next time, my friends, be flowing.